In this episode, we discuss RSL's giant killing run through the playoffs, and also what their strategy should be against Portland in the Western Conference Finals. You're listening to Here at the Riot, a Real Salt Lake soccer podcast. guys uh this is here at the riot a real salt lake soccer podcast i'm your host dax and i'm your co-host josh and uh it's a good day in the lives of all rsl fans everywhere oh heck yeah it's a good day (laughs) uh seattle not good enough gordon casey (laughs) Not good enough. Get out of the way. <laughs> Those guys are chumps. Not weak, bro. Weak sauce. Seriously, my go-to uh, line has been RSL is inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> because we just somehow, some way, win. <laughs> I, this is this is a side note. I think it is so funny, all of the captions that the rsl instagram posts on their pictures like <laughs> after they beat sporting kc it was just yo we won again <laughs> hey, <laughs> really yeah. <laughs> i was like what the heck well for a team that had to score uh a goal in like the 93rd minute of the oh shoot who was it that we played the sporting it kc was, it was sporting kc yeah. just to get into the playoffs like Mm-hmm. We were, we came into the playoffs like, all right, we're just happy to be here. <laughs> Woohoo, we made it. <laughs> for, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about and who have been living under a rock, apparently, RSL um, <laughs> beat Seattle in the first round of the playoffs and then went to go, in, go and beat Sporting KC in the second round of the playoffs. So they're in the Western Conference Finals against Portland and Keep in mind, they almost didn't make the playoffs. It took a goal from Demir Krylock in the it was 93rd, 94th minute mm-hmm. to, to have them win that game and even qualify for the playoffs. And now they're in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, so we are a seven seed, which is the lowest. And uh, first game was against Seattle. They were the two. And then Sporting KC was the three. So two of the top three teams in the league. Mm-hmm. And we came out on top both times. So, Dax, what were your thoughts on the Seattle game? So, I mean, it wasn't pretty. But <laughs> um, they they managed, they managed to do it. And I think that's all that matters. Um, like, honestly, if we could put that game behind us and just, you know, focus on what's ahead. I think that would be beneficial. But um, <laughs> just looking at the stats here, 62 to 38% possession favoring Seattle. Um, Seattle's 21 shots to RSL's zero shots. They had, didn't have a single shot all game. In fact, the only shots that they made were during the penalty shootout. 
those were those were the those were the only goals scored in the game. Um, but RSL comes out on top. Yep, we actually made history as the only team to advance in the MLS playoffs without taking a single shot. I think so. we made history as being the only team to not register a shot in the playoffs. <laughs> not, <laughs> not just advance, but not register yeah. a shot. Actually, that sounds that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also made history advancing, not making a shot. <laughs> uh, and, and the funny part was that uh, right there at the end, I don't remember the exact minute, but it was... Some somewhere in the last ten minutes of that game, RSL had a counter. We had already put Anderson Julio in, and he's streaking down the right hand side of the field, and he gets out in front of the defender, and me and everyone else watching is like, "Oh no, the crazy guy! He's gonna do it! RSL is gonna <laughs> take a shot!" And then the and ball just did. got away from him, and it went out of bounds. <laughs> I, I actually remember that play. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh, we almost had one. <laughs> but literally next after, time. After that, I was like, that was a smart move. We just need to not take any shots because Seattle's just so confused. <laughs> They're like, they won't beat us. They How are they going to beat us if they don't take any shots? And <laughs> then, then they did. Um also, I think it's also worthy to point out, um, Seattle had 15 corners in that game compared to RSL's one corner. They had one corner the entire game. And I remember it. I like you you ask um, you ask Olivia, she was, you know, I I was cheering so so loud when when they got that corner and she comes in she's like, "What did they score?" And I'm like, "No, they got a corner." Isn't, isn't this great? That was about the only offensive positive that entire game. <laughs> it's true, but if you guys remember in the last episode that we did, I said, you know, RSL's not going to win this game in a shootout. They they need to kind of, you know, scale back defensively, kind of absorb pressure from from seattle don't like don't commit too many people forward and then just kind of slug it out that way and they did that i mean i think they did that a little too well but um you know it it worked out for them in the end yeah i think our defensive scheme was very well executed Mm -hmm. of the uh, uh of the 21 shots seattle had only three of them were on target Mm-hmm. And obviously, all three of those were saved. So, good job uh, from the RSL defense. Yeah, it was a tough, gritty game, and we got it done. And uh, I was laughing the entire time because I came in expecting nothing, and I just found it hilarious <laughs> that Seattle couldn't <laughs> score. <laughs> okay, let we need to talk about David Ochoa for a second. Oh gosh! <laughs> in that game, I'm gonna be honest. I did not watch all of the Sporting KC game because we were actually traveling for the holiday weekend. Um, 
So we were going through, sorry, we were going through (laughs) the Virgin Gorge in, in Arizona and there's not good service (laughs) there. Um, but I mean, we saw a score with live updates anyway. I don't know if, if David Ochoa behaved the same way he did in that, like if he did the same thing against sporting KC, like he did against Seattle, but the kid is a meme, dude. He is a walking meme. He did. He just walks around like a child, like clapping his hands. He's like, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm happy to be here <laughs> getting in people's heads. Like what, what is up with him? Yeah. Uh, so from what I've seen and obviously recency bias, but currently he is the top villain in MLS. Everyone <laughs> hates him. Other than RSL fans. And, uh, yeah, he's an instigator. He just, it's like he likes the attention and he likes to just be annoying and, you know, get under the other Mm -hmm. team's skin and the fan, the fans hate him. And, uh, yeah, it's entertaining to say the least. Well, I mean, I can totally understand that because I've said this before. If I was a fan of another team and we were playing against David Ochoa, I would be mad at him too. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, because he's, you know, on RSL, we're like, oh, okay. Like, and, and honestly, I, I kind of, I kind of like him in that, in that way. Cause I think he's just he's savage and you know he's gonna he's gonna do what he's gonna do but like i could totally understand why someone else would not appreciate what he's doing yep and on top of all that he switched nationalities from the usa to mexico and so that earned him a lot of haters as well so in in general people don't like him (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and they have a lot of reasons for that, but I mean, he, I mean, especially in Seattle, he wanted the game in his hands, and the game ended up in his hands. Hands, the penalty <laughs> shootout. I mean, it came down to him saving one and Fry not saving one. Like, sure, if that's what you want, if you're a goalkeeper and you can handle the pressure of that, go ahead. But I mean, yeah, I. He, yeah, he, glad glad he's on the team. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I think he's entertaining. Sometimes he makes me roll my eyes, but he is who he is. And I I have heard that uh, most people that are watching that are neutral, they find it entertaining (laughs) to watch his antics. So, that's I mean. Yeah, what else can you say? He maybe should have got a second yellow in that Seattle game for time-wasting. <laughs> you know, um, I, there's an argument to be made for that. Yeah, but the Chaos Gods had other ideas, and <laughs> RSL is their champion, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, while we're talking about Seattle, I think it's it's it, it should be pointed out that... Um, Seattle had their front three back for the first time in a long time. Like, 
I'm talking uh, Raul Ruiz Diaz, um, Jordan Morris, and Nico Lodero. Like, that front three had been super dangerous in, like, I, I believe it was last season that they played. Like, they totally just stomped everybody. And they were, they, it was those three in the front. And I was baffled that the Seattle coach did not put all three of them out on the field together. Like, I understand that, you know, Nico Lodero had to come in for Jordan. Like, you couldn't keep Jordan Morris on the field for 120 minutes because it was his first game, like, his first full game back from Andrew. I understand that. But, like, like why do you chance it? Like, why? Like, because the announcers said, like, oh, he'll he'll use Lodero if he has to to make it to the next game. Like, put him in and let him do what he does best. Because, like, if you lose the game or if you go to penalty kicks, there's a chance that you're not going to make it to the next round. And that's exactly what happened. They went to penalty kicks and they didn't make it. So, I honestly think they should have put in their offensive weapons a little bit earlier and maybe have them all three on the field together because otherwise, you know, things like that can happen. Yeah, I think they were looking ahead to the next game. I don't and... think they were uh, too worried about us. Um, and, you know, maybe they were trying to keep fresh legs for the the winner of the Sporting KC uh it's Vancouver, I'm pretty sure. Vancouver, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, didn't work out for them, obviously. And RSL's substitutions in that game. I mean, Julio gave us a little bit of a counterattacking presence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, we got it done in PKs, and man, when when Glad's uh pk to win <laughs> went off uh fry's hands and then the left post and then basically went all the way across the line and right on the inside of the right post it was insane i was screaming and yeah it was fun it was fun and while we're on the actual shootout let's talk about rsl's pk lineup that was <laughs> <laughs> that was probably one of the weirdest lineups I had seen in a like PK order. It was just weird because like so if if I remember right, it went Aaron Herrera, Pablo Ruiz, um Demir Krylock, Bobby Wood, um Marcelo Silva, and then Justin Glad. You have three of your four back line taking PKs in that instance. Does that seem weird to you at all? Uh, Honestly, Silva's the only weird one for me. Herrera is one of our best players. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and Glad, I think, is kind of like the, the captain, the heart and soul of the team. Mm-hmm. So I get that. Silva was a head scratcher. Honestly, Pablo Ruiz was the biggest head scratcher for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, for those of you who didn't watch the PK shootout, his first PK attempt was saved by Stefan Fry, 
but then they went back and reviewed it and saw that he had come off his line early. So he actually retook that PK and and made it that time. So RSL bailed out again because of that. And I think, you know, that brings up a good reason why, because, you know, he I don't I don't think he's impressed as far as should but you know, PKs are different than in game shooting. Like there's a lot of difference between them. And right. you know, obviously Pablo knows what he's doing because they won that PK shootout. Um but I mean just as a general rule I would expect the offensive players to to take the PKs before the defensive players. But that's just my opinion, I guess. Yeah, I was surprised that Ruby over Bean wasn't in that group, but mm, well, we he was don't on the know. bench. Oh, that's why. Bobby Wood right. came in for for him. Right. Okay. Never mind. Forget about that. <laughs> Nothing happened. I I did read an article, however, that um the next per like after Marcelo Silva, the next person in the order was supposed to be Justin Miram. Um, but he gave up his spot to Justin Glad to, I think it was to showcase the homegrown talent, I guess. Yeah, right, Miram. The pressure was too much. He's like, oh, oh, Justin, you can go, you can go first. Hey, Justin, Justin, you want to take my spot? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then after the fact, Miram's like, oh yeah, I knew what I was doing. Yeah, gotta... it was it was for the homegrown talent. We just <laughs> wanted to showcase the homegrown talent. It was for the team. It was yeah, I did it for the team. <laughs> well, uh, it all worked out. Did all so, work out? Yeah. Anything else you want to add for the Seattle game? I think that just about does it. Um, I I th- I'd like to mention that uh, the Seattle coach made a sub. At the very end, it was a center. It was a like-for-like like center back substitution. I can only assume it was a PK substitution. Uh, it was uh, Sissoko, and his run-up was very funny. You should go back and watch his run-up because he looks like he's a horse and he's galloping. But other than that, also, I thought it was strange that he made a PK substitution when I'm like, you should, like, honestly, you should have won, like, with all of the offensive pressure you had, you should have won this game. And now you're making a PK substitution. But whatever. You're the coach of Seattle. You can do whatever you want. That's all I have to say. Maybe it was uh, Freddy Juarez's call. <laughs> he's, he's, a, um, he's a spy. The, 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 real, the real reason he moved to Seattle was to help rsl get through the first round exactly we have a guy on the inside now (laughs) got him (laughs) all right so moving on to the sporting kc game uh overall a much more entertaining well entertaining is not the right word Mm -hmm. a more aesthetically pleasing game to watch um both teams had some good chances Mm -hmm. uh there were stretches where each team looked like the better team i would say it was a pretty even uh matchup Mm -hmm. so what were your thoughts so from the stats perspective i honestly think that rsl was the better team and i thought this i mean 
in the last time they played Sporting KC, I actually thought the opposite, that Sporting KC was the better team stats-wise, and that RSL somehow pulled out a late winner. Um, in this mm-hmm. game, I think RSL definitely had the better opportunities and better chances. So we've got a 56 to 44% uh, possession in favor of RSL. Um, 11 to 5 shots with 5 of the 11 being on target for RSL, whereas 2 of the shots were on target for Sporting KC. Um, Sporting KC's goal was a penalty kick. I don't know if they count that in terms of shots on target. I would assume that they do, which means that other than the penalty kick, they had one other shot on target. Um, And I think that goes back to RSL's defense. Like, that's been the the thing that's kept them in these games. And I mean, yeah, it's they they've just done a lot of work in terms of that, and I think the four in the back is is really helping them. Yeah. Yeah, it was a uh it was a really good game. Gonna go down as a classic. It's uh <laughs> revenge for the twenty thirteen MLS Cup. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> Which we actually found out was both mine and Dax's first exposure to RSL. Yes. <laughs> that was the first game that I remember watching on on TV because we're like, oh yeah, they're in the MLS Cup. We should watch this. Mm-hmm. Yep, so this was our revenge tour. Um and yeah, I mean we had all the momentum in the first mm-hmm. uh, stretch of the game until the penalty kick. And then when the penalty kick happened, it kind of swung in Casey's favor. Mm-hmm. And then they had the momentum all the way through uh, halftime into the second half until we made our substitutions. And our substitutions were really uh, the X factor. I mean, both of the goals all three of our offensive subs uh, combined for those two goals. So that's true. That, that is, that is definitely true. And I think like it, it, yeah, it did come down to substitutions because um, just the depth that RSL has off the bench. And it kind of makes me wonder, you know, in the next game against Portland, you know, are they going to, potentially start any of these people which makes me a little nervous because i think that rsl's explosiveness off the bench has been a real asset to them um but in this game that was definitely the factor and you know i think that's also going to be the factor that's that's going to determine the next game as well like can can they, you know, be explosive off the bench and can they use substitutions to tip the game in their favor? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would like to still see uh, Miram and Julio come off the bench, mm-hmm. but we will see what happens. I wouldn't be upset with us starting Bobby Wood. Um, I I think that's fair. Um now it's like I don't think that Rubio Rubin did a bad job. I mean, from what I saw, 
Um, like, honestly, I don't think he did, you know, a bad job against Seattle either. Um, so I could see Bobby Wood getting the start. I honestly think it's because, like, the Rubio Rubin and Bobby Wood, in my opinion, are basically the same. They're the same kind of player. Um, so as long as you put, like, as long as you sub one of them out around the 60th minute, you give the offense the kind of, um, like refresh that it needs to, to to be effective. I but yeah, I, I could definitely see Bobby Wood starting against Portland. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, did you not see the second half of the KC game then? I saw the highlights. I like I wasn't able to see like basically I saw up until the penalty kick of the first half, and then after okay. that we lost service, and I was just kind of like looking at the live score after that. So I saw okay. like when Julio scored and I'm like, oh, it's gonna it's gonna go to extra time and then all of a sudden Bobby Wood scores. I'm like, no way. <laughs> There's yeah, no the, way. <clears throat> the Julio substitution was uh man, I I mean the only thing I can compare it to is uh Chicharito being subbed in for Man U. I mean his impact was mm-hmm enormous and you saw it immediately and um going down the right hand side johnny menendez is not direct he likes to be fancy with his feet and uh connect with other players and so kc just kept him in front of them the entire game basically he was pretty well contained and as soon as we put julio in like the first touch he had on the ball, he just blew past his defender and went all the way to the end line and earned a corner for RSL. And wow. And then he was just so active the entire game. I mean, he always gives 200% and his mm-hmm. movement in the box on that header was sublime as was the pass. Mhm. Um and then Casey pushed back a little bit and that's uh that's where we got our second goal it was essentially a counter um yeah we won the ball back and miram just went on a run (laughs) (laughs) and he just went through everyone and man what a shot from bobby wood that it was a really good shot i mean yeah like it it took like he just he had to get he had to get it completely right like uh-huh. The the way it just like went into the you know the the back corner like it it was it was a really good shot. So kudos to Bobby Wood for for being able to pull that off. Um do you think that the impact that Julio has made in games do you think that that's that Pablo is going to see that as an opportunity for him to start? Do you think that he maybe starts instead of Johnny Menendez because of that reason. Um, I, I I know that you'd like to see him come off the bench, and I and I would too. But do you think that Pablo is going to 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 switch things up there? Um, possibly. I I've I think Pablo's a good coach, and I think any good coach knows that uh this deep into the playoffs i don't think 
making big changes yeah are necessarily great i think he'll just keep going with what has worked mm -hmm. um so i don't expect him to and i also his impact is just <clears throat> so much bigger when he comes in late game against a tired defense yeah i think uh, you're right it's better for the team we have a better chance of winning games if he comes in as a substitute i think but at the same time he's earned a starting spot i think he's mm -hmm. proven himself to be one of our better players um and if you know if i'm him i'm mm -hmm. thinking what more do you want me to do yeah so what, what more can i do to you know Ernest? because when you're when you're playing you want to play the whole game right you want to start and you want to play the whole game like right. it's i i bet it's hard for him to you know come off of the bench every game and you know continuously make good plays like that and then they're like all right yeah great we won you're gonna start on the bench this time and come in around the 60th minute like that's that's got to be tough for him yeah i think well it depends um he's clearly a player that cares a lot uh so i think that it may be difficult but what I think the team needs to do and what I think Pablo needs to do is if Pablo decides that it's best for the team to bring him on as a sub, that just needs to be communicated. Yeah. Right? And, um, and if, you know, the coach and his teammates are making it clear, like just because you come in at the 60th, 60th minute doesn't mean you're not as important. Like, that's what you do that's what you're good at yeah i think if everything's communicated well it could be okay um but i mean it there are a lot of ifs and unknowns mm -hmm. in that whole scenario so i think knows. that's true um well i mean rsl has been good at getting goals as of late i mean not as of late but later in the game um <laughs> both of their goals last game came after the 60th minute um and that's huge rsl is number one in the um in in the mls for goals in the last 15 minutes of the game like that's that's what they excel at and i think anderson julio is a big part of that and Let's be honest, Justin Miram as well. I think it, he has some incredible late game runs that have added to um, to that stat. So I, I do think that both of them should come on as a sub because that's what's been working. So why why mess with it? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that brings us to the next game, which we're recording this Friday night. So... Uh, this game will be played tomorrow. RSL plays Portland. Um, the big news heading into this game is that Albert Rusnak will be back. Which, heck by yeah! The, way, <laughs> uh, the fact that we beat Seattle and Sporting KC without arguably our best player 
is it just makes it all that much sweeter. See, uh, if it, I, I think it was painfully apparent that Rusnak was not in the game against Seattle. Like, there was, and, and you can see that from the stats, there's absolutely zero offense. And I think that's because Seattle's defense was just too good. Um, but Sporting KC, like, it, it, like, it was either it was kind of like either or like yeah we could have used Rusnak but it was it was okay I think against Portland we definitely are going to need Rusnak we're going to need his um, his offensive mind and, and capability so it's it's good. Yep, I'm excited to have him back. I am assuming that he will start uh, because he hasn't been out for that long. I don't think his match fitness will be. Uh, low enough that it would keep him from starting so i'm assuming he will start uh well yeah yeah he he wasn't out for an an injury or anything he was out because he got covid he tested positive for covid so like it he should be he should be good to go yeah although i will say uh some athletes in other sports like the nba sometimes after covid uh they they've mentioned that it bothered them like getting back mm-hmm. to 100 percent. so who knows not rusnak though the, man, <laughs> the man's a beast man he's from slovakia our slovakian hero <laughs> <laughs> uh and the other big news is that sebastian blanco has said that he is good to go against rsl now that doesn't necessarily mean he will start he is coming back he is coming back from injury right yes his is an injury and it looked pretty serious um and from what i was reading online people are pretty surprised that he has recovered this quickly so i wouldn't anticipate a start from him possibly a late game sub but that I mean, what do you think about that? I think it's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, um, I think Portland is obviously dangerous without Sebastian Blanco. I don't know how many games he's been out, but I mean, Portland has never struggled to score goals, especially against RSL. So, I mean, Sebastian Blanco is going to be dangerous, um, but I honestly think it's not going to matter. Like we'll be able to tell very early in the game whether RSL is going to be able to hang with Portland. And I'm talking. I'm talking about defensively. If if they can hang with Portland for the first half, like if if they if they can keep up with with Portland and not get sucked too far forward and not get hit on the counter, because that's how Portland has beat RSL in the past then I don't think it's going to matter that much if Sebastian Blanco is in the game or not. I think that's that's irrelevant to um, to RSL's, whether RSL can hang with them. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, and I, I don't know this 100% sure, but I was watching the Portland-Colorado game, and I think that's the game where he went off with injury. Mm, okay um and i believe it was in like the 20th minute and they they made a substitution they took him out 
so it it looked pretty serious and uh but he's okay now he's like i'm ready i'm ready to beat these fools from salt lake yeah anyways he says he's good to go so um but yeah like you mentioned portland has kind of had our number all season long Mm -hmm. we've had some lopsided defeats so the good news about that is that uh rsl's fate is very much in their hands because i think it's it's really our move you know portland Mm -hmm. is just going to go in with the same game plan they've had against us all season and so it's up to us to make the right tactical changes you know Mm -hmm. so we'll see i mean i think that going like the when they played Portland, they were going three in the back. I think that going four in the back, like, is going to help them a lot and shore them up a lot defensively. Um, and they're going to be able to absorb the pressure that Portland comes at it. Because Portland was, re- like, the the reason Portland beat them was because they would just, RSL had three in the back and they would get all sucked up, you know, trying to, to score. And then Portland would hit them <laughs> on the counter. Um, which is not good for when you have three in the back. So I think that having four in the back will be better for them. And they're going to be able to absorb a lot more pressure that Portland can, can, you know, put forward. I, they're, they're pretty good at, um, um, building out of the back. Um, but I think they're a much better, uh, counterattack team than they are building out of the back. So it should be interesting to see what RSL does, whether they go out right from the start and try and get a goal, or if they sit back, try to absorb some pressure. It it should be an interesting game. Yeah, yeah. There are so many unknowns, you know, with Roosnack coming back. Uh, we're in top form. We now have four in the back. Um, I'm excited. So mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be a good game. Um, who do you, what, what is your starting lineup for the game tomorrow? Hmm. Um. Hmm. That's tough. Uh, four in the back, same as last game. Yeah. Keeper. Chang and... Menendez at wing. Uh, I would actually start Bobby Wood if it were me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then centrally, Crylock, Rusnak, and uh, let's see. I only got one more, huh? Yeah, you're missing ah, a center defensive mid. Yeah, and this is where I'm always torn because I guess I would put Prylock further back, but I don't know. I don't know. So you're, you're uh, going Everton with a 4-2-3-1? Yeah, Everton Louise would be my pick for center defensive mid. All right. But I'm, I... I'm not the, the coach. I let Pablo make those decisions. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, he's done good so far, so we'll just keep keep letting him make those decisions. Um, yeah. 
I think, you know, they're going to start with the same four. Um, I think they're going to keep Ruiz and, and Everton in center defensive back. I think that Menendez stays on the right, Rusnak goes on the left, and Krylock in the middle with Bobby Wood up top. Okay. Yeah. Back to the, the good old days. <laughs> to the to the beginning of the season. Although I don't know if we're gonna get as much get as much use of Rusnak on the wing as we would if he was playing centrally, but you know, I think only time will tell. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think Bobby Wood, uh, when it comes down to Bobby Wood or Rubio Rubin, I think that Bobby Wood is better at getting to crosses. Yeah. Um, and I think Rubio Rubin is better at connecting with his teammates uh, on quick passes. I think he's a little better with his feet. Yeah. Um, so I think if, if you go with that lineup, I would rather see Rubin. I think Bobby Wood is good with like Julio and Chang. Okay. Yeah. I can see that crosses and, but it, it's sixes. They're both great players, you know, can't go wrong with either of them. Yep. So, uh, so to finish things off here, um, score prediction or if you'd rather, uh, who do you, just who you think is going to win? Um, I think that I'm gonna, I'm going to say, I think RSL is going to win. I think everything is in their Uh-oh. favor. Um, like it's, it's the perfect storm for them because it, it looks like they finally figured things out, um, defensively and they can just, you know, use that going forward. I'm going to predict two to one RSL um wins and then they advance to the mls cup finals which can't believe i'm saying that but yes that's what i'm predicting all right uh i agree i think that uh we've got all the momentum and Mm -hmm. we're healthy again and we've always had this talent all season It, it was just about consistency and Yep. We found it. So I'm going to go with three to one. I think it's going to be a high scoring affair. All right. We'll get them back for the last time. Ha ha. (laughs) All right. Well, yeah. Thanks for uh, listening, everyone. And um, enjoy the game. Hopefully when we talk to you guys next, we'll be the MLS Cup champions. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See ya. Anyways. Bye, everyone.